everybody. Welcome to the Dream Life Podcast. I'm Tiffany Paul. I'm a mom, wife, and entrepreneur, and of course, dreamer. Join me here each week to have conversations about what it means to create the life of your dreams. To me, a dream life is about so much more than just the stuff we have or the things we've accomplished or achieved. It's really about a feeling. It's about creating a life that we love living. And I do think it's possible to enjoy the journey on our way to these big dreams we have for ourselves. Why wait? But I also know it isn't easy. So join me here each week to talk about it. I'll be sharing the ups and the downs of creating a dream life. Get ready to get real, dream big, and feel good. This is the Dream Life Podcast. everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Dream Life Podcast. I hope you had a chance to tune into this week's episode with Victoria. We get really real about what motherhood really looks like and entrepreneurship. And we get honest about how we, neither of us, loved the baby stage. And how we don't relate to those mothers on Instagram who, you know, post about how these babies and newborns are their world and how they don't even remember who they were before they had them. And they are now just fully embodying this role of mother. And while on paper that sounds like a beautiful thing, the shadow side of that is that giving your all into one human, one thing is a quick way to lose yourself. We are so much more than our children, than our jobs, than our relationships, than our financial status, than our friend group. So putting yourself in this box of like, this is my everything, it's not always healthy. And, you know, Victoria on the podcast, she said, you know, I don't know if these women who post this are lying or what. I feel like there's like this obligation to say like, I've never felt such love and it's my everything. And I feel like while it's a way to represent the love that the mother has for their child, I do think there's a damaging effect, crappy narrative. And as someone who's surrounded by moms, I know that so many moms already feel guilty and overwhelmed with, you know, if they're doing a good job, if they're fucking their kids up or, you know, if they're planning the perfect birthday party, whatever. I feel like there's enough that moms out there are feeling guilty around that if we're going to throw around this caption of like, this is my everything and I don't know who I was before that, not only is it making other moms feel guilty, I also just feel like there are people who are doing it who don't fully feeling that they are the everything and they are just simply saying it because it sounds good and other people are putting it out there. And then the third point is if you truly feel that way, I say this with with so much love, but wrapping your entire identity, your entire being in being a mother can be dangerous. And it doesn't mean that you can't wrap 80% of yourself in these babies and raising children, but one day they're going to graduate and you're going to be home by yourself. Like, did you take time for yourself? Like, how are your friends? How are, how is your relationship? How is your social life, your volunteer work? There are other parts of you other than just being a mom. So don't limit yourself by saying that your children are your everything because that's just simply not true. And if it is true, it's not healthy. And so that may be a little controversial, but I feel like people aren't talking about that because I feel like most people feel like the thing they need to say is that my children are my everything or somehow I'm not a good mom. 
you don't see a lot of fathers out there saying, my children are my everything. And, you know, I have a boy and a girl and they so see, like I have given my son dolls and my daughter cars and opportunities to play with toys of all sorts. But it is my daughter who just wants to cuddle babies and play mommy and cook me dinner in her kitchenette. And I didn't do anything but give her options. And that's what she just simply opted for. So I know that as a mother, you know, it is in our DNA to be caretakers. Generations before us spent their entire life that, you know, there was no job opportunities for women at some point. And this is truly in our DNA. So I understand why women might relate more to feeling like their children are their everything. The reality is it's 2021 and we have more options in front of us. And even if you are a stay-at-home mom, your children are still not your everything because you should still have a social life or partner that you're also giving your time and attention to, the one who's going to be with you till death do you part instead of the children who are going to grow up and, you know, graduate from college. And the other thing I want to say about that is that as you put your everything, let's quote unquote, everything into being a great parent and teaching your children all there is to know to be a functioning human adult in this world. Think about what type of behavior you are role modeling for your children. So, hey, kid, go be independent, go be anything you want. But when you have a kid, actually, they're your everything. And all of none of that matters. Forget your dreams and goals and hobbies and friends and your marriage you need to be the everything to your children. And so if you are being that martyr or investing your everything into your kids, you are also demonstrating to them that that is the behavior they are to take on. And maybe they don't even take that on in their kids. Maybe they take that on in a boyfriend, a partner, because they don't know what it looks like to have an independent role model who values their own time, their own interests, and their own well-being and friendships outside of being a mother. And so that is why I feel so passionate about it because I know that we are all more than just being a mother. And I think that that caption, that languaging can be dangerous. I don't think that women are specifically lying about it, but I think that it feels like the right thing to say, the thing that sounds good, that validates that we're doing something right, that somehow demonstrates the immeasurable amount of love that we have for our children but it's just simply not true. So let's stop saying that. They're not your everything. You were you before you had these kids and you are still you while you have these kids. And I do get frustrated sometimes when, you know, I see so many of my mom friends just give up on doing anything outside of taking care of their family. And then I also see many of the husbands finding time to get together for beers or go to a concert. And I feel like it's a lot harder for my mom friends to be proactive and dedicating time to see their friends just like not a play date, like just see their friends and go on a girl's trip and do the things that are fucking fun. Like we are here to live our lives and motherhood is hard work, which is why it's even more important that you take the time for yourself so that you can recharge and refuel and re-energize yourself to be a more patient mom, to just enjoy being a mom more. I love every minute I spend with my kids because I, well, not every minute, right? We're keeping it real here. I enjoy most of the time I spend with my kids because my kids are in daycare Monday through Friday. 
My husband takes him in the mornings. I drop him off at school. I pick him up and spend the evenings with him. So I cherish every you know, minute I have with them because it's not every day. And on the weekends, I take time to go to yoga or see a friend or do something for myself. It makes me a better mom, but it also reminds me that I am so much more than being a mom. And this was an intention I set early on in being a mother is that I will not lose myself in being a mother. And I think when you start to say that your children are your everything, it's similar to what I've talked about here on the podcast and how it's easy to lose your identity in being an entrepreneur or whatever your job title is, because, right, we often ask people, like, what do you do is the first question we ask people because so often we take on what we do professionally as our identity, but we all know that we are so much more than just what we do. And the same goes for motherhood. So while your children may be a huge part of you, they are not your everything and you are you first and foremost. I remember when I was first pregnant with my son, everybody always told me, oh my gosh, you're so lucky. Little boys love their mother. Mama's boys, oh my God, you're just gonna love it so much. Oh, being a mother, it's like the moment you have them, it's the most joyful love I've ever experienced. And then they will become your everything and you will forget all of what happened prior to having kids. This was essentially the messaging I heard. My reality was that I did not feel instant connection with my son when he was born. I was like in disbelief that there was a baby that came out of my vagina that was now breathing (laughs) on top of me and was like a, a human baby that I had made inside my body. I was like, this is fucking crazy. Obviously, very joyful moment, very exciting. Of course, I loved him, but it wasn't like this overwhelming sense of love. And I'm not saying that everybody's the same in that. I do feel some women have this rush of love that come forward at birth. I'm just saying I didn't hear, I didn't feel that. And that is most commonly the message that you hear. Okay, secondly, even as a baby, my son loved his daddy. Like he was a daddy's boy. Like he liked me because I, you know, had boobs and fed him and I was his mother. But he was like, you could even tell before they could even talk that like the way he looked at his dad, he was a daddy's boy. And I was like, well, what the fuck is this? Everybody said that the their, the boys love their mommy the most. No, you guys, that's not true. Just like girls don't always love their daddy or their mommy. It's just every kid's different. And I felt bad about myself. Like, what the fuck? I didn't love my son overwhelmingly at first sight. I had to get to know him. He loves, he's sending googly eyes to my husband. And he like calms more for my husband than myself. Like, what is wrong with me? Eventually, I got over it. But he went to his father for like the first two years of his life, you guys. Like, it took two years until he like was an equal, like, okay, I'll do something with mommy as well before it was like bribery, like, please come play with me. Can we go to the park together? Always wanted his daddy. Not all boys are mommy's boys, okay? So let's also lose that. And then, you know, I had my kids three, four weeks into maternity leave. I thought, oh my God, I'm gonna forget about everything, all of my entrepreneurship, my side hustle, my corporate job. No, by week four, I was like, 
all right, I love feeding this baby and cuddling this baby, but like, I love to work. I love building, you know, my side business. I love, you know, that part of me. And I eventually hired a nanny at like week eight to take the baby for a couple week, a couple hours in the day, even during maternity leave. So I could work because that made me feel good because I am more than just Cameron's mother. And so if you feel any of these ways, I feel like this is the less talked about side of motherhood because it doesn't sound as good. But if a man told you, yeah, I didn't necessarily connect with my newborn, you know, instantly took some time. And yeah, like he didn't necessarily come to me. He went to his mother's. And, you know, I just kind of felt like going back to work after a couple weeks, you'd be like, okay, cool. Like men are allowed to feel this way, but women aren't because biologically, I get we're created to make babies and, you know, feed the baby. And society says that we are the sex that should stay home with the baby. And I just want to change the narrative a bit and expand upon what it looks like to be a mother. They don't have to be your everything. It doesn't have to be love at first sight. You can go to work and joyfully take a break from your children. I am also one that has very little guilt when I do leave my children at daycare and work. And I also want to bring that forward just so you can hear that not every mother feels guilty leaving their kids. Granted, you know, I've always left them for like that, you know, like nine to five, five thirty period. Maybe if you're working 12 hour days or traveling a lot, maybe I would feel differently. My schedule has always been one that I see my kids in the morning, the evening, and I put them to bed and spend the weekend together. And I've never felt guilty about spending that time in between doing things I love and taking time for me and making money for our family. Even now where finances aren't as strong because of the pandemic, I, you know, a lot of my salary just pays for childcare and there's not much left beyond childcare. And I know many women will say, well, it's not worth going to work because it's just paying for childcare. But it's not just paying for childcare. It's actually paying for your mental well-being because you are able to shift your brain into something else beyond just being a mom. It's about feeling good about yourself by offering value to this world, to a business, to somebody else beyond your children. It's about having that time to have adult conversations and think about things other than laundry and meal prep and cleaning up around the house. There is value that goes into having interest in a job outside of your kids. It's not just about, oh my God, making so much more money to pay for the daycare and beyond. It's about having that time to yourself. And so I know there are so many systems and messages out there that really, I feel like, make a lot of mothers feel trapped and limited and oppressed in ways. But it's up to us to free ourselves from our own oppression because part of it is self-inflicted. Because we think we are supposed to be the everything to our children. Because we think that we will feel too guilty if we get away and have a job. Or we will feel guilty when they graduate and leave one day and we didn't spend every waking moment with them. Like enough with the worrying and the what ifs. You don't have to feel guilty for showing up as your authentic self. And I will say it again. You are more than being a mother and a parent. You shouldn't have to feel bad for that. 
Now, if if you're a stay-at-home mom and that is a huge part of who you are, I get it. But even you, you are more than being their mama. You have more going on, more things you can invest your time in besides your children. And in fact, it's healthy. I feel like if more moms went out of their way to schedule in more fun and time away and girls trips, they would be better moms. They would be happier moms. I see so many moms just fucking exhausted, but there is support available to you. And there is childcare and babysitters and friends or family that can help support you in watching your children. And if financially it allows, you know, there are cleaning people for $100 a month is what we pay to have our house cleaned once a month. I have some friends who do it weekly, some friends who do it every other day. It doesn't need to be a huge expense to get a little support around the house. There are meal deliveries and grocery delivery to help with dinner. There are laundry services to help with laundry. And there are husbands who also are able to help. We just oftentimes don't give them the chance to learn how to give the bath or put the kids to bed or do the dinner or grocery shop. And we are doing this to ourselves We are not asking for the help. We are not going out of our way to prioritize the support we need to ask for help, to pay for support. I see so many women buying new shit for their house and for their kids. How about some of that money goes into getting a babysitter, getting the cleaning crew, having a girl's night out? That is the type of stuff that more women can benefit from. As we return to this sense of normalcy and feeling good, just remember it is your responsibility up to you alone to figure out what's going to make you feel good, what's going to fuel you and bring some more fun and joy into this life, our one and only life. If you're feeling overwhelmed and, and exhausted, Are there things that you can do to change that? Are there support and things that you can invest in to help ease the stress, to ease the suffering? So much of it is the society and the systems in place, but an equal part of it is the choices that we make because I have always gone out of my way to find help. When I had two kids under two, I got no pair, a live-in support system so that I could have a side hustle and a corporate job. And when I left my corporate job, I gave up everything essentially but childcare and my Starbucks because that's how important it is to me that I don't live in a state of exhaustion and overwhelm. And so I want you to feel empowered by today's message, not guilty or ashamed or anything like that, just empowered by a new narrative that you are more than being a mother, that you are responsible for finding and making time for the things that bring you joy and make you feel like you, and for remembering the person you were before you were their mother, because that person still exists. That person is still you, even if it's only it's a smaller part of you. She is still you, and she still deserves attention. So I hope this was empowering, and we don't need anything else to make us feel guilty or not enough. That's not what this episode was about. 
It's really about reclaiming that power and reclaiming all parts of you because you are so much more than that job title, than being a mother, than being a wife, a friend, a sibling. You are a million different things and it's important to bring all those parts out, have a little fun and reclaim the power that is you. All right, guys, keep on dreaming big. You got this. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening to the show. If you're enjoying it so far, could you do me a quick favor and write a review? Even if you're like the type of person that never writes reviews, it'll take like just one minute. Reviews really help out a new podcast like mine get visibility. And plus, I want to hear what you think. In fact, if you screenshot your review and DM it to me on Instagram at Dream Life Podcast, I will give you a $10 credit towards my online sleep shop, thesleplife.com. And you can pick out something amazing to add to your bedtime routine as my way of saying thank you. So please write a review. Make sure you're subscribed so that you are notified each and every time a new episode drops. And don't forget, keep on dreaming big. You've got this. Thank you.